In this month of February, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, David Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Aaron Layton, Emmy, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and the one and only Enza. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of Yellow Jackets, this time episode four of season one. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. I just saw Cocaine Bear, too. Oh, yeah. Bear so, down. That's the sequel is Cocaine Bear Down. Because <laughs> coming down, as Tom Petty said, is the hardest part. I'm going to be honest with you guys. When I saw the episode title for this episode, I'm like, oh, sweet. We're going to find a bear. And so the term bear down pops up in a surprising way that I was not expecting. And awful quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Much like a cocaine bear. Yeah. Because like we watched uh, I Love You Man for the Patreon episode for February. Mm-hmm. Um, and the like, you know, there's always that moment in most movies where you hear the title. And you do that like Leonardo DiCaprio point thing. Oh, uh, there it is. That's the title. And I love you, man. Doesn't happen until the very end. Yeah. Bear down opposite immediately. And I was a long way of saying that. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are hotly anticipating Yellow Jacket season two, which drops, I believe, March 24th. Um, so we're going to be dropping some some double Yellow Jackets episodes in the coming weeks. So probably starting next week. Yeah, mm. it's coming. All the weeks. <laughs> yeah, we were we were thinking of doing it this week, but we had to also record the patron episode. So we, we're There's back. There's only up. so much time in a day, Madison. Only so much. We've got uh, a long queue of episodes awaiting our attention, Steve. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. uh, panicking slightly. I am legend. I'm excited. <laughs> You're excited. I'm excited because I've been wanting to watch these back to back for yes. the past four weeks. That'll be a good thing. I can start uh, bearing down on yeah. the rest of the episodes as it were. Bear down. Bear down. I also uh, requested uh, screeners for season two from someone else. So stay let's, tuned, ooh, guys. Let's see what that stay happens. Stay tuned. That'd be nice. That'll make my life so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Showtime. If you're listening, Make a boy happy. I think we'll get him. I'm, I'm going to email him again. I'm a real boy. Make me happy. I'm going to say to whom it may concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe you got my last email because you haven't responded. No <laughs> rush. However, I'm not sure if you know who the fuck I am because you didn't <laughs> read the first email. <laughs> I'm sure to get a response with those kind of email skills. But we all just finished watching episode four. If you've never listened to the show before, uh, we do uh, ramble quite a bit about weird shit like that. But then we'll talk about our overall thoughts on each episode and then do a play by play scene by scene recap of the episode. And then we do some fun little things at the end. We'll go through our top three favorite moments. We'll pull out some 90s themed Easter eggs, maybe some different songs that we caught that we liked or T-shirts people are wearing, things like that. Just, you know, memories from the 90s. 90s, and then we'll cap it all off with our favorite performance of the episode. We'll go around the table. Sometimes it's the same one. Sometimes it's not. I have a prediction. You have a prediction? Yeah. I think <laughs> I think there's a potential of two or three different favorite performance awards given tonight. Because this uh, episode yeah. in particular had a no wheel, no, no wheel, no real like standout. Um, 
but at the same time, like a lot of really good ones. I could be wrong about that. Mm. You're humming. I'm just saying like, that's interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. swing you're taking there, man. Mm. I hope it pans out. For I you. think now that I say it out loud, I regret everything. <laughs> Cause I bet we all picked the same. We all person. picked Adam. <laughs> yeah. that, that golf game. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. Ooh, wow. He looked so confident and then he fucked it up so horribly. Yeah. Yeah. I believed him. I didn't even know the goal in that, that bet. Honestly, but I, I, I just, you didn't either. <laughs> I was just kill, like killing a neighbor. I believe her that she run. She won. Yeah. RIP. She just smack. I don't, I don't know what the, oh, we'll get to it. We, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. We can, yeah. We'll talk about it. She didn't even use a wedge <laughs> with a putter. That's impressive. The golfer in me was irate. <laughs> that's right. The elite golfer. Yeah, that's right. I'm a golfer. What? Not really. <laughs> I've golfed precisely one time in my life. It was embarrassing. I do like going to the driving range. That's a mm. form of golf that I enjoy. Just whacking the balls. I won a woman's award when I golfed. Really? Yeah. So impressive. We were golfing. It's the first time I've ever gone golfing. It was for a charity event. Uh, I think on, I remember this. This was by one of our clients. Pretty and, recently, right? Yeah, it was this past summer. It was in July or August. But yeah, um, we had been drinking heavily because we became friends. As you do, the most important person you become friends with at a charity golf function is the drink cart girl, mm-hmm. obviously, because she will hook you up. And so we were drinking tequila all night, or all oh, afternoon, I should say. Te- it's pronounced tequila. Tequila all night. All morning. And, uh, All morning. <laughs> I, you know, as I was drunk, getting drunker and drunker, I noticed at every hole there were these little like uh, cards that were like kind of like on signs that were stuck in the ground where people would write their names. And I kept seeing them in every single hole. <laughs> and finally, I was drunk enough to be like, I want to fuck with write my name on this. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I just I just picked it up, wrote my name on it, shoved it back in the hole. I will say there was <laughs> one other name on this list. She was the number one point. Uh-huh. I was number two. Later on, it's ended. They're handing out like awards and gifts. And they're like, the award for the longest women's drive goes to... And then there's a long pause and the award for the long and they move on. And then the, <laughs> the, the person we're friends with who was running the events was like, Steve, you won an award. I'm like, for what? <laughs> Longest women's drive. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Why? <laughs> Apparently it was on the honor system and I just wrote my name. <laughs> oh. And they didn't want to say Steve. Yeah. Yeah. But they were like, we have to give it to him. It's the rules. I mean, they didn't have to. This is all coming back. Didn't we record that day and you were all wasted for the recording? Probably. I'm pretty sure that I happened. Was, I'm pretty sure I was drunk for like three days. Yeah. After. Everyone, yeah. everyone who's listening, go back and listen to that <laughs> yes. episode. I remember right showing July. up here and he's, him showing us his prize all happy. And I'm pretty sure he was Look still this dumb golfer's hat I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So what, what are you guys' thoughts on episode four of Yellow Jackets season one? Madison, I'm going to throw it to you. Um, I, I mean, I definitely enjoyed the episode. Um, for me, though, this one definitely felt like a little bit more mellow than the other two in terms of mellow pace. jackets, mellow jackets. Correct. Um, kind of. It's just to me, I would identify this as a filler episode more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're building the world. They're still, I don't know. They're just, they're building onto whatever is coming, like the big bangs that are going to be coming in the middle of the season. So that was kind of my thing. Steve. Uh, this episode, um, I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not my favorite episode so far, but like I've been kind of like 
like kind of just going with the motions with this show so far. Like I'm like, I'm interested, but I'm not like in, right? Like I'm enjoying myself, but I'm not like in it. Mm -hmm. And then I think this is the, and I don't know if I'm necessarily there yet, but this was the first episode where I'm like, I'm having fun. This is like a good time. Shauna's getting her, her game on Mm. in more ways than one. Happy for her. (laughs) Haven't haven't really been into her storyline so far this season. This is the first. Has been into her. Adam. Adam has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jeff. And yeah. <laughs> 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 technically Cassie. Um, and, and, oh God. Uh, but the, I was having a good time and this episode kind of made me like, Oh, I care about Shauna's whole thing with Adam now. Cause it, they were having fun. I was getting into it. Like this seems like a fun date to do. And then also like my, my favorite characters continue to be Nat and, uh, and Misty. Yes. And this is a very heavily Nat episode. And I mm-hmm. love that about it. And you got some more fun Misty action in there and ty was also there too uh (laughs) but overall i had a good time yeah uh i agree i i just i do love this show and i think that um like i always look at it from like a writing perspective and i think it's fascinating how well they they paced it like Mm -hmm. even on the the slower episodes if you will like they always manage to end on some kind of like really fun dynamic reveal that keeps you hooked, which makes it so difficult to stop at watching just one episode each week. And I, I've, I don't know about you, Madison, but I've started to remember things now. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it, this episode in particular, a lot of things that happened later yeah. uh, were coming back to me. And I was, and then I kind of sat forward like, Oh yeah, that's crazy. And plus I'm getting to continue as soon as we finish this season two will be out. So I'm like starting to get really amped and hyped up. Yeah. Um, I agree that Thais's storyline is um, not the least interesting, it's kind of at a standstill right now. Yeah, it's in a weird spot right now. I feel yeah. like it's going to go somewhere, but right now, like they've been leaving too many questions in her storyline and not enough answers to the point where I'm kind of not disinterested, but just kind of like I'll I'll check in that storyline when they get to it because they're definitely putting it on ice for a minute. Well, and I feel like with even her younger self and adult self, there really isn't. It's pretty stagnant right now in both both the '96 version mm-hmm. of Taisha and the old adult version. There are the most unanswered questions with Thaisa's storyline, like mm-hmm. uh, the wolf. Um, and I don't jibe really well with like uh, creepy kid horror movies. Like the kids usually just annoy yeah, me. Yeah. Like the Babadook, you know, if, you yeah. know I'm not a fan of that movie, as I recall. And so like the whole creepy Sammy thing combined with like, why is there a wolf? And it kind of annoys me that she's running for like this really popular office because it's if like like Shauna said, I think it's extremely irresponsible that they have this like super secretive life. Like, Hey, it's important that we never draw attention to ourselves or tell anyone about what happened because Mm -hmm. we likely ate people. Right. Uh, and killed each other. And then one of them just becomes like a YouTuber, you know, that would be super annoying. And and that's kind of what she's doing. Hey, what's up? It's your girl cannibal food fight. Let's go. (laughs) I don't know why I chose that screen name. No big deal. Um, And, but I also like, there's a tragic element to Thais's character where, and it happens in this episode where she just really does want to affect change for good in the world. And she's tried to become a different person, but like the world just won't let that part of her life um, go. Yeah. And it's very sad. Like she's, yeah, I love, I love her, and, her sort of like blow up at the end there with that one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good character moment. So I hope more of that happens. Agreed. 
But all in all, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, And let's dive right into the scene by scene. The episode opens with another flashback. You mean let's bear down on the scene by scene recap. Let's bear down. Cocaine bear down. Um, There's another flashback to the plane crash, seemingly, but I guess it's more of a nightmare. Um, And I see uh, what I think is real is like Van's mask wasn't working like Mm -hmm. she's banging on the ceiling Uh, again. It it ends up having to be Natalie's nightmare, Uh, but we can assume maybe that that was a real thing. Poor Van had a hell of a time is what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Van. It's like her seatbelt was stuck. She got squished with the seat. She had no mask. Every time I see see Van, I think of Destiny's Child Survivor. (laughs) I'm a survivor. survivor. (laughs) I'm not going to give up. I'm always just thinking of that song anyway. (laughs) I'm going to work harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my notes, I misspelled plane crashing to plane crazing. And I think that still works. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. There's some plane crazing going on. Fun yeah. fact, that was the title of this show. Plane craze. <laughs> <laughs> and they but changed it. At the, last second, at the last second, they said yellow jacket. Well, they were like, you know, in a, a couple of years, there's going to be a Gerard Butler movie named plane. We don't want to mess with that. Let's yeah. change it to yellow jackets. No, no. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Uh, turns out to be Natalie having a nightmare of the plane crash. And in this nightmare, it's her dad missing a piece of his head, talking shit to her next to her on the plane. Like you suck, Natalie hole in one on that shot. Like giving her a bunch of head hole puns. (laughs) I needed a daughter. Like I needed a hole in the head. (laughs) Yeah. He also uh, says we're almost there. It's been waiting for us. Like, what, what is, is it? What is it? That's the question that what needs to be asked. Is what it is the it? smoke monster? This show gets more and more lost as much as it, it goes. will. And I'm, I'm afraid for you, but also excited for you, Steve. Um, hey, hey, I don't say that as a bad thing. I know. As someone who actually loves Lost. Yeah, I own all six seasons on Blu-ray because I bought them from Steve. Yep. But you've never seen them. Nope. <laughs> but they're there when I want to. Uh, just, put in, just watch that pilot episode. Just that's what I hear. Do, just watch that pilot. That and Yellowstone. They're on the list. Well, OK, that this is a whole aside. But if you watch the first episode and the fourth episode of the first season, peak TV right there. I will never do that. Like, I know, but not in me. if you ever get a wild hair up your bum <laughs> all the time, <laughs> need to have that looked at. So we're in 1996. Natalie wakes up from this nightmare and she sees Lottie staring um, Lottie's now out of meds. She's just staring into the darkness, looking kind of scared. Uh, and she says, don't worry, we buried him. So we can infer that they buried the body that they found in the attic and all yeah. the girls know about it. Cut back to 2021. It's Natalie driving. Misty calls, checking on Natalie. And you can see like how to talk to someone grieving is on her computer, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Because she's not really in touch with like real human emotions, but she, she wants to try. Right. Like, oh, what do we do here? Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, Natalie, it's not your fault. But Natalie's not one to receive that very well. It's like, I I know it's definitely not my fault. Somebody killed him. So she still thinks somebody killed Travis. uh, And she's hot on the trail of what she thinks is the murderer. Uh, And then Misty says, "Okay, well, you're going to need help finding the murderer. uh, We we need to, you know, put pins in the cork board, which I have one just before you ask. If you want to use yours, that's fine. I'm just suggesting we use mine. Uh, But she she knows somebody who can hack Travis's email is what she says. Um, We should meet together tonight. But Natalie already has plans. She won't tell Misty what the plans are. And Misty gets really offended, kind of angry there. That's when her her murderous gaze kind of kicks in like, oh, you got plans with somebody other than me. And that's what's cool about Misty is like she almost I know she's annoying, but in my feelings about Christina Ricci might be clouding this. But I almost feel like Misty's pretty cool. And it's like she's a little over doty, maybe, but like there's nothing overtly bad about her until 
you have something else to do. Like she's really clingy and then mm-hmm. she's going to kill whoever that is. And so that's a problem, of course, you know? Absolutely. Like the Misty is as, as we'll get to know through the, was it coach Ben through coach Ben's eyes, Misty can be a little overbearing with her yes. care and affection and, and, yeah. and attention. Yes. But if you just embrace it, <laughs> just close your eyes and just let it happen. <laughs> right. Embrace the toxicity. Uh, Maybe it's because Steve's such a Misty and I love Steve and that's why I have an attraction to Misty's vibe. Oh, I love Misty. Don't get me wrong. Madison found Misty uh, wigs. Just, I did. Just throwing that they're out in, there. They're in the cart on Amazon. I'm excited. Send me send me a link to that. I will. <laughs> For a fun night. Streaming things will should pick up. Get, streaming get things will pick up that bill. Fake black, Fake braces too. We go as different versions of Misty. Ooh, different eras of Misty. Yeah. Can I be Nurse Misty? Order me some scrubs. Only if you get the kitty cat scrub. (laughs) Yes. Duh. I'll be. I've already got the Crocs. um, Bullied Misty when she was on the phone, and I'll bring um, a cord phone. Okay. So I'm Survivor Misty on the on the plane crash, Misty. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can do that. What is she? I don't even. I can't even picture what she's wearing in the plane crash. To be honest with you, just a shirt. Just. A yellow jacket shirt? Normal, Probably. Yeah. Okay. It's going to happen. We need the glasses, the braces. Or you could be the age appropriate, Misty. You could be cutting off the leg, Misty, and just carry an axe just, or I'll something. Just, yeah, okay. I'll just have an axe with but me. But it's a little axe. Mm-hmm. Like a little hatchet. <laughs> I'll just have a hatchet with me. Yeah. A candy cane. <laughs> yeah. I am so excited for this happening. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and Natalie has plans. Misty's upset. Then we get the actual, like, opening title cards, theme song, all that stuff. Uh, and I realized watching this today that it shows actual pieces of the episode you're about to see. Is that, is that something we had already known? Because I just oh, found I, this out. I didn't pay attention. Because there's yeah. a there's a, a scene of of Shauna and Adam jumping off the bridge, and and the one so I saw today. I think that was in the opener last week. The jumping off the bridge. Mm-hmm. So they just show scenes from yeah. the whole season. Yeah, because there. there's there's um, little snippets of scenes from episodes in the in the future. That's ballsy. Yeah, I mean they're not too. I don't know. They don't show spoilery. A whole lot. Yeah. yeah, agreed. So. But still interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't typically remember, except maybe like it reminds me of like the 80s or maybe that's why they did it. It's a 90s show like shows back in the day. Like if you were watching they like showed random clips, murder, she wrote. Yeah, it would just be like clips from the show the whole time. Interesting. It's probably like charmed. Did you fuck with charmed? Anybody? I love charmed. <laughs> me too. Did you fuck with charmed? Nobody fucked with charmed. I love charmed. Yeah, Steve, get on the charmed boat, buddy. You missed out. It's I magic. Miss out. I did miss out. It was out. magical. But back to 1996, Misty is trying to talk Coach Scott through taking a shit like a good friend. Hey, you got to bear down. This is painful to watch because this guy, this poor bastard, he's got one leg. He's holding on to the probably the only student there that he hates. Yeah. (laughs) Is the only one ever willing. Like, can we accept the culpability of all of the other teens in what happens to Coach Scott? Because. They all just watch this and laugh instead of like, maybe I should should. offer to help coach Scott because he's hobbling around with this psychopath and he's like wiping his ass and shit while he's screaming, please stop. And we're all just like, Misty's so crazy. Like, (laughs) yeah, they all know it. Yeah. Last episode, they were like, why is she dumping water on him? Crazy girl. Exactly. Like somebody help. That was me. Well, then help him out. Yeah. At least say something. I don't, I don't know if they're just like, Misty's got it. You know, they don't, maybe they don't want to. Definitely on her and like, then they get on Misty's bad side. I have no idea. Yeah. I I don't think there's any like actual real fear of her yet, but sure. I think they're just selfish. You know, teens are selfish and they're like, "Eh, I'm sure I'm not thinking about it really. 
So he's down there. He's trying to shit. His legs rotting and stinging and it hurts. And he's like, okay, just stop talking while I try to poop. And she starts singing and uh, definitely not stop talking. It's the last thing she's thinking of. I'm going to ask you guys a question. It might be a little personal. So, you know, Mm -hmm. feel free not to answer this question. Mm -hmm. Would you be able to shit if I sang to you? Um... It Madison. needs to be what right song? up to my Destiny's ear. Destiny's Child? Right up to your ear. <laughs> right up to my ear. Is it 19, a full? 1975. <laughs> no, it needs to be Push It by uh, <laughs> So if I'm right up to your ear, am I whispering this song to you or no, am I you at full volume? No, you were screaming oh, it. Push it. Like yes. That. yes. Full on scream mode. Push Whack. it. <laughs> your mother get up. Come on, go down. What's, what's your poo song, Chris? My poo song. Ah, uh, I don't have anything funny like she said push it so i'm trying to think of something like a good <laughs> metaphor for pooping but i got nothing mm. um maybe mc chris and i don't i don't what's that song i can't think of that i don't know it's the, the smodcast theme song or how about fets vet how about that my backpack's mm. got jets mm-hmm. i'm boba the fet yeah it's got <laughs> there me you go. my guts burbling right now i bounty hunt job <laughs> to mm. finance it's getting my stinky in here <laughs> plug that thing back in steve <laughs> get the glade <laughs> but as comfortable as we are with that coach scott is not he's uh, not bearing down no he's mm-hmm. not we cut to uh, Travis pointing a rifle, the rifle they got from the dead guy in the attic, at a squirrel. He shoots. He misses. The coach is like, hey, I'm an adult. Give me that. Even though I only got one leg. Um, and then yeah, he the says, one is, of you has to learn. Like This is the first episode where the coach is finally, I think, maybe he's feeling a little better. And he's kind of like, all right, I'm the adult. I have to start taking I have to stand up. And take some responsibility here. <laughs> Stand up. Yeah, sorry, that was a really I bad liked fun. it. Uh, but I thought this was an interesting side of this character in it. And for some reason, at the moment he kind of inserted himself more as a leadership figure and an adult figure in this situation, the more I was like, oh, dude, someone's going to kill you. Mm. I just know it. it's mm. probably Misty. <laughs> Hell hath no fury. Like, Misty scorned. Correct. Um, yeah, it's interesting because he's starting to heal. Um, and he's also more over grieving his situation. And so he's like, okay, I'm the adult here. And he does try to, to, to take charge, um, get a leg up over the competition if it were. And, uh, so he says, one of you has to learn how to use the gun. Uh, and he says, Hey, I used to hunt a lot as a kid. I used to go once a year or something with my grandpa. I guess that's not a lot, but it's something. Uh, but the bad news is, I have one leg. So uh, the camera focuses on Natalie when he says one of you has to learn. But then we cut back to 2021. It's Natalie visiting her mom in the present. Her mom's name is Vera. Um, and she's like, um, I don't know if she's a hoarder, but she's not keeping house very well. Yeah. She's on oxygen. Um, very. I had PTSD because I grew up in, uh, you know, I don't want to say white trash, but it was, it was borderline. Mm-hmm. My mom was smoking cigarettes on oxygen. And, and so I was like, Ooh, don't like this. Mm-hmm. I have a very Natalie childhood. So her mom's resentful at Natalie too, uh, about what we don't know at the beginning of this episode. Uh, but she's talking shit to her the whole time. And it's intercut with pre 1996, Natalie, um, with black pre, hair, pre blonde. Natalie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, is the black, her natural hair color. I think I believe black is her natural yeah, hair yeah. before she bleached it. And she's sneaking a boy in and it's Kevin with a Y Kevin with a Y. It's important to know. Mm-hmm. And he starts drawing, uh, on his nails with Sharpie, which is something I used to do. 
around that time as well. That's a cool shit. I do. I didn't have a Natalie to paint my nails. Okay. Rookie mistake. Yeah, she's like, don't do that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then her dad comes home. He's abusing his daughter, you know, calling her a slut. And Kevin freaks out and runs at Natalie's behest. Mom does try to defend Natalie. Um, but we'll find that more later. And we cut back to the present. Well, it was an interesting thing where uh, I think adult Nat picks up a photo, what I think is of her mom and dad together. And she's like, those were the, those were the good times. You don't really appreciate it until it gets ripped out from under you. And so you're wondering like, what are these good times? And right. for every single time they cut back and yeah, those uh, are the see good this, times. you're just like, how um, uh, Vera girl, come yeah. on, you can do better than that. Well, I think it's, <laughs> You know, the mom says that and then it's not having a nostalgic memory of her bringing Kevin into the trailer. And I think, you know, mm, the, yeah. that was the the segue into that memory of, oh, we don't know the good old days until we're not in them anymore. So yeah. That's kind of how I interpreted that. I think that's a good. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it's it's got it's two pronged for sure, because it's mm-hmm. there is an actual good memory of a relationship she had in there. Um, but also like her mother is a total like victim of the same trauma, but someone who's been like Stockholm syndrome into um, inflicting more abuse on Natalie after sure. what happens with the dad, even though he was abusive to the mother as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very sad situation all around, but in the present, you know, the mom's like, just take it all. I know this ain't no goddamn storage container. Um, and she just wants one mixtape. It was Kevin's mix for Nat. Um, but there's some great shit on that tape. Bangers, straight bops. It's definitely some Nirvana. Kevin's got clear good taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. In this scene, we, you know, he's kind of all, all about not liking Nirvana because they're too mainstream now, right? Which I remember those days when you're just oh, they sold out. Poser. I used to like their stuff until they. Sold oh, you're wearing out a Nirvana band. shirt. Name three songs, douche. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when we were all gatekeepers, and then some people yeah. never grew out of it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then in the present, we cut to Taisa being tested. By Simone, she's going to like some kind of fundraising event and she these are all this is all information on the family of the woman that she really wants to target to have her endorsement. Uh, And we see creepy fucking Sammy in the wardrobe. I don't know if he was looking for the lion and the witch and fell asleep. What's he doing in there? I have no idea. (laughs) I really wish there was one line where like they're like, we'll see you later, honey. Walks away and like, I thought you were watching him. I thought you were watching him. Well, how did he get him there? (laughs) (laughs) God, I hate that kid. Well, there, There was never a discussion about what happened to the doll. So I wonder if he's that was his reaction to it or how he's coping with not having the doll is by being extra creepy with his parents. I think the implication is whatever supernatural is going on. Sammy knows, you know, like Mm -hmm. has like conversations with the creature or the entity because, you know, you're not the bad one, mommy. And he's Uh, hiding in the cupboard (laughs) away to stay away from. Yeah, he's like in mourning. He's he's grieving or whatever because he's like, oh, shit's fucked up. They don't even know what's going on. They're talking about politics and stuff. Way worse. Way worse. Shit's coming. I'm hey, Sammy. I know. I mean, it is quite comforting to just curl up in the fetal position in a closet. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It, Steve does it all the time. All the Between time. episodes. We're mm-hmm. recording three today. He'll typically take a quick, he calls it his hydro tank, <laughs> but there's no water in there. No. It's just socks. <laughs> I got to say hydrated, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sock tank. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sammy's in there. And I guess there's like a, a nanny named Tara. There's a mention of Tara's going to get him. And I, I don't remember that being brought up before, but we can assume, you know, Simone and, and Thais are pretty well off. They probably have some kind of maybe nanny. that's who should have been tr- looking after and make sure didn't get up and end up in the wardrobe. Yeah. Tara's going to get fired for sure. Cause he's Definitely. just 
she heard, you know, he got to hear Taisa cuss. That's not okay. Mm. That's not okay. Bad word. Uh, but yeah, we get back to 1996 and there he's like testing all the girls to see who's going to be the best shot. It's like, it turns into like a, re- a fun, albeit fun reality show kind of thing. And it's pretty strange to do, but I, I respect it. Um, so that each one has got to fire the unloaded rifle with like a, a, a penny, some kind of coin on top without the coin falling. And nobody's able to pass this test up to that point. Travis tries to get uh hobby to do the trick and he says, fuck you and walks off. Travis successfully does it um, and then gives it to uh, Natalie and she drops it and she has kind of a flashback of uh, something. I don't know if it actually shows her pointing the gun at her father in this scene, um, but that's mm-hmm. what's. I think it just shows her dad real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Travis mocks her and then she says, let me do it again. And she successfully does it. He's a big chauvinistic douche yeah. in the scene because he's like, yeah, better do something like you're good at, such as laundry. Like, yeah. Good one. We're not, I don't do, know why. we're not doing laundry out here, Travis. Why. I don't know how none of them have smacked him in the face yet. Because I would have definitely smacked him in the face. Oh, yeah. he would have beat his ass. Yeah. Sad Travis was way cooler than overconfident coping Travis, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah this Travis that just, just I don't, like, what's his deal? Why is he so mean to these girls? Well, I love that the, I mean, I bully, bullies are not funny. Like, right? I don't want to, you know, minimize bullying at all especially when you're this age, but it is a little comical when he, he's like, you know why I get so mad when people call me flex. And yeah, she's I, like, why? I openly laughed out loud. Cause that people moment. think I can <laughs> suck my own dick. And she, you can kind of see her face. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, all right. I shot my dad in the face. Yeah. Um, kind of anyway. He's so just, he's just an angry teenage boy. And I'm, I just, I just want to smack him in the face. He's going through a lot. But honestly, I, mean, I guess that's true. And then, but you know, later, he, he, Natalie and he, you know, trauma bond. Right. Correct. But, but up to this point. Yes. Super douche. Yeah. Um, we're all in agreement. But they kind of trauma bonded previously. Like that's yeah, supposed this, to be the one he's cool with. But he's like being extra mean to her for some reason. Specifically. It's almost yeah. like they're playing off this. Oh, if the boy is mean to you, that means he likes you type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I just thought of I that. that but shit. I, I hope that's not what they're trying to get to. But. I don't know. He annoyed me this whole episode. There was one funny thing that we kind of uh, glossed over when the the coach originally kind of was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to see who's the best shot. And at one point, Jackie's like, yeah, but there is going to be a winner, huh? And then as soon as Jackie <laughs> yeah. gets the gun, she immediately fucks it up. She does the worst. Yeah. 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 And she's like, this is stupid. I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, Jackie really took a backseat in the last couple of episodes, I feel mm-hmm. like. And there's one good moment here. Uh, and Ella Purnell's really good. And she's the voice of... Uh, uh, Jinx and Arcane, which is a phenomenal show. Just wanted to throw oh, that out that there. is a great show. Fucking My goodness. Killer show. Love it. Madison? I have not. It's fire. You would never think that Arcane League of Legends is one of the best shows made, but it, it is. It is. It's yeah. like up there. Well, I follow Ella Purnell on Instagram and she posts about it a lot. So I've, I've seen snippets of it. Here Love Arcane League of Legends. I don't even like saying that. That's a weird sentence. That's why you just call it arcane. <laughs> League of Legends. <laughs> Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. <laughs> then we cut to Shauna writing in the infamous journal that we've already seen in the present time. And then Javi shows up and ultimately she's like, you know what? Journaling's really good for you therapeutically. Little boy, here's a piece of paper and a pen. I don't know what, I'm, maybe I have two pens. I'm not sure. I actually regret giving you that and you're gone now. <laughs> That's what I thought about too. I was yeah. like, <laughs> your only pen. As a journaler and someone who loves pens, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> 
Oh, here's some paper, but you got to find your own pen. You ain't ever seen that. Yeah, pen get ever some again. mud, put it on a stick. You're, that's what you got to do. Yeah, like people famously never give pens back. It's worse mm-hmm. than lighters. Yeah, and you're you're stranded here. If you, you give someone a pen, there is a 75 percent chance you will never see that pen ever again. Yeah, and that that percentage goes up if you're stranded. On some kind of in, in a forest. In the middle yeah. of the woods, yeah. I keep wanting to say island, man, because these kinds of stories are always islands. Yeah. It's not an island. It's lost. I would have loved to see a little, a beach. It's this teen lost. In a soccer ball with a blood handprint on it. It's a volleyball. God <laughs> damn it. Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> what if he just rolled in as a character? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's how he talks. Yeah. Hello. It's Hello. Time. Russian volleyball Wilson. Hello. Did you did you lose yourself on island? That was very silly thing to do. Good thing about me is I do not need food. And I can float. Goodbye. <laughs> but instead of the on one side's the handprint, the other side is the symbol. Like the the which symbol? The triangle the stick triangle man. Stink, oh the stick, triangle stick. Yeah. <laughs> or just two butt cheeks. It makes me <laughs> That is my ass. Or hammer and sickle. (laughs) (laughs) Back in 2021, uh, we see Shauna. I think she's in the bathroom and she's having memories of getting what I believe is called Dick Down. Dick Down. mm -hmm, By Adam. She's proud of it, too. She had a good time, it looked like. She did. This is way better than masturbating in my daughter's room. Yeah, there was sheet rustling. There was back grabbing. Yeah. It was like a kind of a 90s sex montage. Like a Mickey Rourke nine and a half weeks kind of thing. It's a very specific pool. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I feel like they used to edit <laughs> sex scenes a certain way that is now very cheesy. You know? Yeah. Like, like if, if they, if they edit, I'm just going to say, it's just missing the sax. Well, yeah. I feel like altogether their relationship was perceived very corny in this episode. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, just kind of adds on to that, that sex scene too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Corny sex. Corny mm-hmm. sex. It's corn. Uh, and then it's got the juice. Let's <laughs> get a mention of more beautiful thing. Back in 1996, we see the second round of the gun test. And I guess we can, like only the people that pass the coin part are allowed to shoot the bullets. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what my assumption was. We can assume Mari, uh, passed the coin test. Um, and we get a little exposition about why they're doing this. They have lots of bullets. Like all we know is this nut job was hoarding for the apocalypse. Yes. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Tons of bullets. Mari fails. Uh, she either doesn't shoot any cans or only shoots one. Uh, Travis gets four out of five. And then when Natalie calls him flex, he points the fucking gun at her. Like absolute, like you're out. In fact, you're not even allowed to hang out with us anymore. Literally, Like, Like, I don't know how they even gave him the gun again. They just mildly chastised him for pointing a loaded weapon at somebody. Literally, I don't want to see that kind of behavior again. Young man. (laughs) What do we talk about? We don't, we don't kill people. You aim a gun for 13 or 14 more times at someone. We're going to have a problem. Yeah. That's a write up when we get back to civilization. Yeah. I'm going to tell everyone how what a naughty boy you've been, <laughs> you know, immediately would have been like, nope. Bye. Yeah. You're yeah. gone. You'll murder boy pocket, but still not, 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 not good gunsmanship. Gunsmanship. Yes. Yeah. It is poor gunsmanship. Poor gunsmanship. Even an unloaded gun. You just typically don't point at people, no. but uh, a loaded one in anger. Mm-hmm. That's extra points off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. But I was like, be real. They called you a dumbass nickname that you've been called in high yeah. school. And you now, because you have a gun in your hand, are like, don't call me that. I thought they were calling him Flex just because he was in like good shape. 
I just thought it could, like kind of a mockery thing because he maybe wasn't in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like an ironic, like t- yeah. once you call a big guy tiny. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, or, guy or just yeah. like, you know, me thinking like flex, like he's flexing like to a try hard. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's what I thought it was. Or maybe it was his gamer tag or something. Sure. <laughs> Flex six nine six nine. Find me on the Atari (laughs) (laughs) message boards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's wrong either way. Here's a list of things that's okay. Like if you get called this, it's okay to point a gun at somebody. It's empty. The list is empty. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Travis! But he's going through a lot. I guess Natalie shoots five out of five of the cans, even under under duress because. Uh, Travis, for some reason, is trolling her the entire time again. Uh, but cut back to go ahead. I was gonna say I like the way they shot the the cans. So when Travis, she shot the cans, when when, when Travis was shooting, <laughs> it, it was all from like behind behind His him, and you see the cans falling in the background. It's not like focused on, but it was. I, I don't know. I liked how it kind of just lingered on that. Yeah. For some reason, without cuts. I know like that guy's not really shooting a gun at cans because you can't do that. But yeah. the fact that they're not cutting away for some reason tricks you into thinking like, wow, he's doing this all in one take. Mm-hmm. He's must be he must be a crackpot oh, shot. Oh, dead eye. Yeah. He's definitely not a sniper Tony. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sniper Tony would not have done that. He would not have missed it. Anything that he aimed at. Actually, he would he would miss everything. I don't think he, he would have gotten any can. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but you know what I would have gotten? What? Recognition for how cool I am. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's Tony time. It's Tony time. Madison doesn't get this. No. Right. I don't get it at all, but I'm here for it. I'm happy you so guys are having this moment. It's the main character of The Last of Us. His name is, <laughs> his name is yeah. Sniper Tony. Yeah. He was in one scene and we have not let it go. Actually, gotcha. he, he's also been in Yellow Jackets. He was the guy in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> Sniper Tony. Um, I've been waiting so long. 95 years. I died in the, all of Kansas City was that's taken the, over. That's the canon crossover we need. Yeah. That's Last amazing. Yellow jackets. Good pull, Steve. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she gets all of the cans. It cuts back to 2021. Kevin and Natalie are at, at dinner. They're on a date. Uh, and, you know, he's chastising her for her B&E. That's code for breaking and entering, Steve. Uh, and Can they talk about time? B&E. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it, almost sounded like you're talking about like a peonies, like a flower. <laughs> Peony. Uh, and they also talk about Travis. And, you know, Natalie's being really manipulative with Kevin, yeah. but we'll get there soon. Um, and then she asks him, I thought this was a, a dick thing to say, too. Like, he, she asked him how he became a cop. Like, that's a huge jump from the Kevin that I know. And he's like, do you want the long version or the short version? The polite thing to say is, oh, we've got time or something like that, right? right? I want to, I'm interested in you. I'm on a date. I'm at dinner. I want to hear, I asked you the question. Now, like, the meet, the medium thing to do is short version. I don't really care. Like, yeah. and she says, how about the haiku? I want the even shorter than you offered. In fact, I regret asking. You're paying for this, right? Also, you got to work with your explanation. Like you, he gave her an actual haiku, which our haiku, which I I thought was cute, was well done. Did they? So they briefly talked about the text exchanges that he was given. What Mm -hmm. did he? Do you think that it was ever addressed that it wasn't her? Or I got the vibe that she told him it was Misty because he was like, "Uh, "I thought something was a little weird. It didn't sound Mm -hmm. like you at all." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, was the cue that I picked up. Okay. Um, and, but then we see <laughs> Misty has taken one of her, her patients from the old folks home <laughs> to I, spy on Natalie with her. I love the reveal of that scene because it's them. The scene is 
the camera shows Nat and Kevin inside, front, the camera's outside, and you just see in the bottom right corner the patient that you saw earlier in the episode, and you're like, oh, wait, and then the camera pans, and it's Misty there with her. <laughs> I just like, oh, gosh. And then the old lady orders, like, a super hard liquor yeah. beverage, and Misty's like, live it up. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, super funny. So we cut back to 96 and the coach, Coach Scott, sends Natalie and Travis off hunting. Travis, again, is a dick. He's upset that uh, Natalie got the gun. So he walks off ahead. <sighs> you can follow me if you want to. And don't get in my way. Yeah. Uh, don't get in my way, even though you have the gun. I'm going to choke this deer out. And don't call me Flex. Definitely don't, because I can't do that. Mm. Hurts my feelings. <laughs> I wish I could. Like, is this proper teenage boy angst? I'm honest. I'm genuinely curious. We are, you know, we were hormonal, um, but I wouldn't know. I was never rude like this. Yeah, I was never. I mean, I would I would get kind of pouty like that. Sure. Sure. I, would I don't drink think a- I would be such a raging monster mm. the way he is. My move was to... I would drink an entire water bottle of vodka and then just cry mm. typically, but only in public. Right. I'm not a savage. <laughs> only in public. Yeah. Only in public. <laughs> I wouldn't do that privately. That would be weird. My move was just to kind of like quietly stew, like, like just mm, yeah. mad or, you know, but I wouldn't go like, I fucking hate everybody. I'm going to aim a gun at you. This is nobody called you flex. You wouldn't be able to tolerate that. That's true. If someone called me flex, boy, howdy. Mm-hmm. Boy howdy. Boy howdy. <laughs> Boy howdy. Run for those hills. If someone even implied that you could self-fillate, oh man. I remember. So, so here's the other thing. She would have exploded. Here's the other thing. I specifically remember being in like a junior high or like a lower high school. And guys were like, man, wouldn't it be great if you could? Like people would try it. Like I remember dudes who would try to suck their own dicks mm-hmm. because it was almost like, that, oh, well, that would be so, that's all I would do. Like- <laughs> Like at a party? Like at, like, no, like, I, like at school. Like, I remember that shit happening at school. Like, Dang. people were like, I mean, they wouldn't like pull out their dick oh, and try okay. to do it, but they would like, <laughs> <laughs> just, they're not, Madison's face. Okay. Uh-huh. So let me preface this. They're not whipping out their dicks and trying it for okay. me. They're like, like bending and contorting themselves to see if they can get their head sure. in the general in their, area. In their crotch. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Hey, I know how, I know what I'm working with. Yeah. If I get far enough, I'll know and I'll have to leave. Cause <laughs> I, I specifically remember dudes in my school trying to be like, Oh, I can't get that far. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah. So you never did. No. So to this day, you might be able to, and you have no idea. I mean, I do partake in yoga, so I might be more <laughs> equipped now than I was then. <laughs> I do if we're being honest. In the yogs. <laughs> it's just a thing. It's a thing. Um, where am I at here? I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were about to see if you could suck your own dick. <laughs> I already know, buddy. Don't okay. worry about that. Coach is saying we're all relying on you. Yes. And they go off into yeah. the forest. Travis is a dick. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, back in 2021, we're at the fundraising event that Thaisa was training for. I did write in honor of you, Chris. Uh, there's a shot that is feet for all one specific age. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a tracking shot of just people in heels. Yeah. Not oh, feet yeah. of all ages. Yeah. <laughs> feet of one specific age. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to me last week. Uh, there's a whole roasted pig. They're talking about that. There's a guy named Gerald Sussman, who's a sus man. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but maybe this is before. Sus. Uh, what's that game? Imp- Imposter? Uh, Among Us. Among Us is before Among Us came out. It's pretty sus. 
I was. We cut to Adam and Shauna at a liquor store parking lot, um, making up for misspent youth is what Adam says that she said she's doing. Uh, and so basically she's pretending to not be old enough to get liquor and she's trying to get people to buy it for her. Uh, and then the, guy, the guy's like, you're not going to get, get carded, carded. lady. <laughs> she's like, uh, OK, whatever. Is this like a sex thing? Uh, and she says, you know, it might be. It might We're not be. sure yet, uh, which I thought was really funny. Uh, and then she's like, gets him to buy the shittiest liquor he can possibly get just to feel like a kid again. I love this whole scene. Yeah. I gotta be honest as someone who's uh 35, I was like, this looks like fun. I want to do this. I want to <laughs> yeah. camp outside a liquor store and try to get someone who's younger than me to get me alcohol. I'm not going to get carded lady. I know it's good. It's a sex thing. My whole thing was, I don't know if, you know, I'm a little bit younger than you guys. I just was kind of like, it's a little dumb, in my opinion. I don't know. I just give it like, ten years, man. Sure. Give it ten years, and you'll be sure. like, I want to live again. Yeah, yeah. but also, also, I, I guess I can't necessarily relate to that because I never really did the the whole asking my friend or strangers to buy me alcohol or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm sure there's still like a thrilling element to you know, well, convincing Madison. Will you Steve. go? Bu- will you buy me out? <laughs> There's yes. a mega store right up yes, there. Yes, <laughs> I can. So my mom would buy it for us. Um, God rest her soul. Um, again, I had a Natalie childhood. So, but I did experience one thing like this. I had an older friend. I was, I think, fifteen, and he was seventeen. Wow, Whoa. I can't even imagine the things he's seen. And but he, he, he's so cool. He looked even older. Like he had like uh, pre ninety six Natalie black hair, mm-hmm. super long. And f- honestly, this is impressive because this is kind of like confidence man level shit. We go into this uh, convenience store that sold liquor and beer, and he buys a case of beer. And we put on this whole scale, like he's 17, we're 15. Nobody's old enough, anywhere near old enough to, to buy this beer, right? Mm-hmm. So he takes it up to the counter and he's like, actually, guys, you know what? This is wrong. I'm not buying this for you. And like, we have this whole like argument and I'm like, well, you're a piece of shit. And like, we all storm out except for Kenny, who's 17 again. <laughs> and then he buys it and pretends to leave separately for himself. Uh... Right. And so they didn't card him like hey, good call and not buying those kids beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it fucking worked. We were so hyped. I love that bit. That's mm-hmm. a good bit. That's like the SNL skit with like Andy Sandberg and Bill Hader. Like, oh, oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's how you are six. You are, you are clearly 25 working at how old did you say you need to work at your club? 21. Wow. Hello, sir. We like to order your finest beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they tried like nine different. I just watched that the other day for That's the first time. Skit. Um, yeah, I mean, I just interpreted that scene as they're just, I don't know, it's definitely Shauna's idea. <laughs> yeah, because she's always got off on that kind of shit, right? I think it's her. Well, and I also think it's funny, you know, Jeff was so adamant about her having this fantasy or you know some type of role play aspect. Yeah, she's and really now, into it. Now she's into it, so. Well, just not with Jeff. Jeff's a douche. I get it. Yeah. He's so. been cheating on her. Yeah. Probably does like missionary with the lights off only. Dude jerks off to ESPN. Right? He does. Sports Center. Sweaty, sweaty dudes on TV. <laughs> loves it. I'm going to go jerk off to Sports I'm, Center. I mean, I'm not kink shaming anybody or anything. No, no, like, no, no. Never. A, like for this specific guy, that's not a, that's a weird thing for him to do. 40 yard line. Um, 50 <laughs> like they're still running yeah. first down oh. all the way alright we're done <laughs> are so we? Jeff uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ooh. what is going on Ooh. 
<laughs> that one was for John Madden. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I always feel like I'm at my best when I'm hanging out with my kids, when I'm being of service to other people, when I'm talking about TV and film. That makes me feel centered and effective, uh, but that's not always possible because I have to be empowered, prepared to take on everything life throws at me, but I get all out of whack and I need help recentering. I do certain things, 12-step groups, group therapy that help me do that, but other people, normies I call them, they have to seek out other forms of help. Uh, I think it's important that everybody do that. And it can be kind of a kind of a struggle like to find the time to find a therapist. How do you even go about doing that? You have to deal with insurances and all kinds of uh, you know societal blocks to that. And it gives your little brain, my little brain, the excuse I need to not seek that help. And so BetterHelp makes it easier to navigate those blockades. Everything's online. You can just do all the research you want with clicks, clicks and screens. I don't have personal experience with BetterHelp, but Steve, you do. I do. I have used BetterHelp for a couple months now, and it actually was a really, really great tool for me to utilize. I was struggling with codependency, and I didn't even know what codependency was until I started talking about it with my therapist. And through working with her, I was able to set up goals uh, and achieve those goals with her guidance and help. And it was very, very beneficial to me. And I'm uh, a much better off place than I was a couple months ago before I started using BetterHelp. You are. And I can actually see the difference. And I'm glad that you're doing that. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch at any time. If you're feeling like things aren't working out or it could be better, you can just do that for no additional charge whatsoever. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Yeah, Misty's at the restaurant. She sees the reporter lady. I think her name's Jessica. And she tries to text and call (laughs) Natalie. She she has to witness Natalie giving her the hater button, which has got to be painful. But Misty's always perpetually unfazed. And you just kind of see her frown like there's a, a, a minuscule like, hey. Uh, she's trying to warn Natalie that the reporter lady's there. And then we cut back to Thaisa. She's barely tolerating all of this, the sycophants. Uh, so she's drinking tons of champagne. <laughs> I love the dude she's talking to. Cause he's like, you know what I really want to do is earn enough money to really give. Yes. That's the biggest like billionaire. Like, yeah, I need a baseline savings and then I can give back. Um, <laughs> well, why don't you just give, give the poor money. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And we're then, gonna start a revolution and take the money from you. We're gonna give it to the one percent, the ninety nine percent. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, kick your dick in, <laughs> and then insert dick jokes. Yeah, um, and she sees the pig head, and then imagines it has antlers. And so, to Taisa, more than anybody else, it, it seems to have like PTSD from her time uh, in the forest. Well, and Simone makes a comment that she didn't eat before they came to the event, and she so she's. Hungry. Very, very, very hungry. Mm-hmm. Also very intoxicated because she just keeps drinking champagne, I'm assuming. Yeah. So. Can't pound that much champagne on an empty stomach. I mean, you can. You're just going to feel like shit. Or feel great. Depends on what you're going yeah, for. That's true. Can or like, see your food change into different things. If you like to party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she sees the wolf again, too. She does. See and we find out she's a, and we may have known before, but she's a vegetarian now, which with the rumors that she's used to be a cannibal. 
Yeah. Pretty neat characterization there. I mm-hmm. thought it was excellent. Also, I wanted to ask you guys this. Do you, I don't, I can't tell if it's this actress's eyes. Uh, what's Tawny Cypress, I think is the actress name, but to me, it looks like her eyes are red sometimes. I had never noticed that. Do you guys can't see say that? that? I did. Okay. Steve. Oh, I've never actually paid attention, but I will look closer. Cause her eyes are naturally brown, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell if it's just like, I don't know if it's an intentional thing or, you know, I don't know. Well, she has very present eyes. Like she has like very big yeah. expressive eyes. So like it's, it's, I'll have to pay attention to that next time. I, I just, watch. I noticed it in season or excuse me, in episode three and I, saw it again this episode more specifically when she was looking at the wolf and i was like interesting i was like is that a correlation is that just her eyeballs i have no that would be really cool if they had like a flash when she gets those flashbacks um i have to pay attention to it as well yeah and people keep asking her about her past instead Mm -hmm. of talking about her platform or the issues that she stands for and it's it's really sad to watch in a way. Yeah. Um, and then she sees the wolf. We cut to her smoking a cigarette inside. Oh, wait, hold on. Are you a wolf person? A wolf? How do you say wolf? Wolf. Like wolf? That's not that is wolf. not wolf? that's not what you just said. Wolf. <laughs> do you think when you say a wolf person? You said she saw the wolf. And I was she, like, she Are you saw a- the wolf? Wolf. Okay. Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> wolf. 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 Oh, I don't, I don't emphasize the L. No. Okay. <laughs> woof. So woof, woof. That's what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> woof. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail the show. I just thought it was funny that she saw the woof. And <laughs> woof. It sounds like you're Bernie saying woof. woof. <laughs> There's a woof over there. What do you, what should I say? Woof. <laughs> Wolf. Wolf. There you go. You got it. <laughs> Take the L. My buddy. mom, who's a speech pathologist, is listening. She's very proud of you for pronouncing the L. Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf. I don't like that. I don't think that's correct. You know what? Wolf. You do you. Wolf. Wolf. Wolf it is. Wolf, Wolf it up. Wolf. Wolf it up. Hey, there's nothing wrong with saying it that way. I'm wolves. just taking a backbite. Uh, now, there's a definite L when I say the plural, like wolves. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. obvious, right? But right. Wolf. There's a wolf over there. <laughs> Fuck you. If we were in For the, the woods, rest of your life, you're going to remember that. Yeah, if I was like, oh my God, there's a wolf, Steve, you wouldn't go, hold up. <laughs> there's a what over there? <laughs> so if I start calling you wolf, you're going to like point a gun at me is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> this is, that's my flex. <laughs> uh, it's because he thought I could suck my wolf. And then <laughs> we cut to her smoking a cigarette inside, I assume someone else's mansion, which I thought was a ballsy maneuver. Uh, and then Diane comes to burn one. Uh, to burn one with her. She says, Hey, can I bum one of those? Um, she's been trying to talk to Diane all evening. Is that Diane's house? It's not right. Like it's I Diane's mean, just another guest. I don't think it's no, I, house. I think it was, I just want to give guys house. Yes. Douchebag guy. Yeah. Um, and then she offers her half of her cliff bar, which is cool. Uh, I don't know. They had those in the nineties, but it's, or no, this is 2021. This is, yeah, this is modern those day. are delish. They're like $15 a box now, by the way. Hate, hate that. I saw your tweet about it. Very upset. RIP. Did I tweet about the cliff bars? It's, or maybe you post it. I just on, black out and it do shit. It was on social media somewhere, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on Grinder. I don't know. Yeah, I was grinding about it. Um, maybe it was in your, like, uh, <laughs> it was like a Venmo description. You're just like, <laughs> $15 for cliff, cliff bars. This is bullshit. Super angry. No, I stay on it's private your, on Venmo. Your Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then we cut to uh, Kevin, who sees Misty, tells Natalie. Natalie goes to confront her. Uh, and she's like, I'm a citizen detective, Natalie. That's how I found out that you were here. Uh, and she tells her off, says, hey, get the fuck out of here. Go home. Um, and then the the old lady that she brought, her patient, says, you remind me of my granddaughter. Nobody likes her either. And <laughs> But again, uh, Misty's like unfazed. Yeah. She's the opposite of Travis. She's like, I've heard that so many times. Thick skin. Yeah. And then Misty goes and confronts Jessica and uh, Jessica kind of scoffs at her, the reporter lady. And again, a reminder is actually someone who like a a PI uh, who works for Thaisa. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Misty says, you know what? A lot of people aren't scared of me, but they should be some shit like that. Right. And then Jessica's like, okay, clearly still not taking the warning. And we cut back to Shauna's date with Adam. They're at a a mini golf course. They make a bet. Hoover, I guess who can hit the ball over the fence and the little hill Mm -hmm. and into the neighborhood below. She wins the bet and her winnings are being able to make Adam do whatever she wants next. Right. Mm -hmm. And his uh, ask was to tell him something personal um, because she's been very guarded. The entire evening. And again, I like this, this whole dynamic, because he is very charming and very cute um, throughout all of this. But it's like it's colored with the fact that we all know something weird's going on because he showed up so randomly in the hotel. Even Shauna knows something's weird, but she just Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to care right now. He's after something. And there's a cool moment where she says something about like, oh, well, hope I didn't kill somebody down there. But R.I.P. R.I.P. Worth it. And he says, savage. And she says, yeah. You know, like it's a very pointed reference to her time in the forest. Mm -hmm. A little on the nose, but I liked it. Does she think, does she know that he's aware of her past? I don't think it's, it hasn't really come up yet. Like I assume that he knows who she is and that's why he's there and it's insidious. Yeah. Well, he asked her when they were um, trying to get alcohol or when they were starting to drink, you know, why, why was so much time taken away from you? And she, her response was, Oh, I married young and had kids really young. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't, she didn't dive deep into, you know. Yeah. That's why he's making golf bets for personal tidbits. Cause he wants to dive into that cannibalism a little bit. But also you, I mean, in previous episodes, you've seen news clippings of them. I'm sure if he Googled her name, right. Shit would pop up. Shit so. would pop up. It would so bear down. Bear down. <laughs> shit would bear down. <laughs> what, what did you guys think about uh, this challenge of all you got to do is basically just hit the ball really hard with a club and get it out of the it's more difficult than it looks putt. because that's a putter and you can't get the ball in the air pretty easily with a putter like that you know you need a wedge true or but, at least like a nine iron but adam does a weird little like, three wood meh. he does like a, he tries to chip it which is like that's not the play man just haul off and hit it as hard as you can i don't know i think that increases your chances if you just haul off and whack it yeah I right mean, i'm a competitive person so i would have done everything it. i would have whacked it mm-hmm. i would have whacked him I, I would have too. <laughs> we all would. Mm. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. <laughs> Steve, you're a real wolf in the hen house. We cut back to what the hell do we? Oh, 1996. They're foraging for food. Everybody who's not hunting. Um, and Aquila is, is that how you pronounce it? I believe so. Aquila. Yeah. Aquila. There we go. She was a Girl Scout, so she knows. Hey, don't eat those berries. I don't know if they'll kill you or if they just make you poop a lot. 
but I love they're definitely how, poisonous. How Van's like, all right, describe how poisonous. Yeah. Is it kill you poisonous, or you're gonna have a really good time poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna start tripping balls. Um, and uh, uh, Misty wants. To, sorry, I almost said uh, something spoilery. Misty wants to return to the coach. Like she's like, hey guys, how long is this gonna take? And they're like, what do you got to do? Oh, coach need a sponge bath. So again, and they know she's torturing him. They think it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and then Lottie finds one of those triangle stick man scary symbols on a tree and Jackie. I really, I really am. I really want a Lottie episode. I want a Lottie episode so bad. Be patient, man. I know. Yeah, I'm going through I'm, all the girls and their backstories. I'm super only excited for four. it. <laughs> I know, but Six more to go. Of all the characters, she's the one that intrigues me the most. Like, I just want to know her whole deal. Mm-hmm. She knows something's afoot. She knows there's, she, she just knows something's bad happened in this place. She interests me. Yeah. And she seems so nice too. Would you say that she's the Omega of the Hoof Pack? Uh, sh- sure. Maybe the Alpha of the of the Hoof Pack. Woof. <laughs> Woof. The Woof Pack. The Woof Pack. The Woof Pack. Um, and then Jackie finds a whole ass plane, which we assume <laughs> a whole ass a plane. Whole ass yeah, because they're used to only seeing pieces of their plane, but this is a whole ass plane. We can assume it was the uh, suicide attic man. We can use this. Yeah. Jackie's so excited. Like, holy shit, guys. We don't know how to fly it or nothing, but this is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jackie saves Van. Because uh, who hops in the driver's seat? Is it? Uh, Laura the, Lee. Yeah, it's Laura Lee, the little religious girl. Jesus is going to help. Me. I take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> take the wheel. Here I come. And um, Van just freezes. Isn't that kind of plain? Like you actually start it by swinging the propeller that way? Yes. Yeah. So and that was a bad it, move. It happened at the same time that Laura Lee was, you know, trying to turn on the ignition. Fiddling so. with the key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so yeah, she almost gets uh, run over and, and, and propelled. Yeah. She almost gets propelled. Ja- Jackie saves Van. And yeah. It's, but luckily the, the, the vines, there were like vines holding the, the plane back to which Lottie says it didn't want him to leave. It didn't want him to leave. It, what is it? What is it? Why did it not want and Laura totally Lee to poked her head out the window like Jesus? <laughs> it's Jesus. It's Jesus. <laughs> that was talking about Jesus. Hmm? Didn't want to leave. Why? Why didn't it want Sniper Tone to leave? <laughs> no, but Sniper Tone. I gotta get back to Kansas City. <laughs> they need me. They need me. If I'm not there when the hole opens up, Kansas City falls. I keep telling y'all this, and no one's listening I've to me. I've seen a vision. <laughs> it came to me. On a vision board. <laughs> Misty's corkboard. <laughs> Misty's corkboard. That girl. Crafty. Yeah. You can also tell in this scene, Taisa is really starting to get tired of Lottie's um, supernatural bullshit sayings. Like these one-liners that Lottie keeps throwing out. And Taisa just gives her this mean mug look. Like I'm going to beat your ass. Shut the fuck up. Because Taisa has experienced supernatural things and mm-hmm. she hates them. She wants mm-hmm. to just bury them deep down. She wants them to bear down. Bear down. And ignore all that shit. Bear down. Uh, and we cut back to 2021 after the plane incident. And uh, Thaisa is pitching to Diane. She seems to win the endorsement. Everything's successful. And then she gets hit with questions about the accident and the forest and all that stuff again. And ultimately, she tells her off. Um, she does a, a real Bernie Sanders move, Steve. You know, you know what? You're just a, a rich piece of shit. You think everything is owed to you. You don't get this piece of me. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Why in your cliff bar was trash. It wasn't even the white chocolate kind. It wasn't even the peanut butter kind. It was the tropical banana nut flavor. Who eats that? Weirdos. (laughs) That's who throws in their face. And my cigarette was laced. You know, she didn't say, but that'd be funny. 
That is weird that if like a rich, powerful person's like, yeah, I'll give you money, but you got to tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're done. Either. Bad deal. Yeah. I'm good. I'm De- running for office. You know that, right? Yeah. Deal or no deal. You can trust me. Everybody tells me shit. I can't Taisa tell you what they tell said, me. I'm wearing a wire. And I just caught you saying all that shit. Mm. Entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah. Or something. You can't just say random scary sounding words from movies, just, Steve. Or she could Get just off my like, plane. That's from Air Force One. She could have just lied. Like, and not said the mm-hmm. official story. She could have been like, okay, the official story actually is pretty true, but we've been trying to hide this one thing. Yeah. And that is. We found the Temple of Doom. Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant is down there, and we we told the knight that was guarding it, the Knights Templar that was guarding the the whole thing. We're like, hey man, we won't tell anybody. And he was like, go forth. <laughs> he said first though. Laura Lee stayed with him. Yeah. That's that's the secret. Laura Lee's still there hanging yeah. out with the Knights Templar, yeah, guiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer me the these questions three. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Answer me these riddles three. <laughs> what has the airspeed of a <laughs> Monty Python fan Madison? What is I've your favorite color? A- Blue. No, green. Ah! <laughs> it's been a long time since I've watched it. Uh, that's next month's poll winner. Oh, yeah. I'm predicting it. Uh, the end of the date with Natalie and Kevin is next. And um, she gives Kevin the, the Kevin mix that she found from when she was a kid. Uh, he confesses his past love for her in a pretty heartbreaking scene. Um, and then he tries to kiss her and then she completely manipulates him. She pushes away. And her whole goal the entire night was the impression I got was to get him to offer the toxicology report for Travis. Um, and she's a real piece of shit for that, you know, yeah. but Hey, she's a woman on a mission. Uh, and this scene was heartbreaking because I, so I, I was in love with a friend of mine for all of my adolescence and even into adulthood. We talked on the phone. She moved away, became very successful. We talked on the phone all the time, but I can imagine like if she got trapped on an Island or something, God damn it, a forest or an Island, <laughs> either one. Yeah. With a smoke monster and then came back and it was 30 years later. Like that'd be crazy. You know, it'd be a whole different, it's, it's nostalgic and sad enough as it is much less like right. if there was some kind of like tragedy or something. So I really felt for Kevin in this scene, you know, he's tried his best to move on with his life. And now he sees her again. Obviously her life's not in a good place and he still wants to really help. And she's just, you know, using him up. Poor yeah. Kevin. Poor Kev. Yeah. I, re- I even, I felt bad for him despite the fact that he has a Y in his name. Yeah. And he's still a cop. Felt bad. And he's a cop. A cab baby. <laughs> <laughs> Call a cab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1996, <laughs> Travis took them to the crash site and Natalie's like, this fucking sucks. Definitely no deer here. Um, oh, dear. That's when he tells her how <laughs> he got his name Flex, which was the rib dick sucking joke. And Bobby Farley came up with that. Damn it. Damn you, Bobby. So he starts digging his own dad's grave and he says it's for his great grandfather's ring. He didn't think about it at the time. Um, and then and Natalie's like, hey, who gives a fuck about the ring? And he says, I have to bring something back. And then Natalie, who is an empath, says for Javi. Uh, and that's when she gets on board. And then they and then they rush the gates of Mordor. Yeah, they do for, for Javi. For Javi. <laughs> and, you know, Natalie ends up having to get the ring and she has to cut the fucking finger off. Yeah, that was gnarly. Travis pukes and shit. It's very gnarly. Uh, and then we cut to them smoking a doobie. I believe you can still call it that in the plane wreckage because it's the 90s. So back then it was definitely a doobie. Mm hmm. Uh, they were the Doobie Brothers for a brief time, yes. and uh, and then they laugh about the 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 dick sucking flex thing, 
she's like, so can you, can you do it? And he's like, I wish <laughs> Which, to your point, Steve, that's the honest truth of the matter. Yeah. I wish he was just sad that what was his name? Barry uh, Farley or whatever the guy's name, Bobby Farley, Bobby Farley. He's just mad that Bobby Farley, and we all know what a dud Bobby Farley is. <laughs> he's just mad that Bobby Farley got a good one in on him. He is. And he's never going to live that down. Never. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. there was a i was actually on a road trip um this past week driving to, so to, to and from orlando and the gentleman that was with me was telling a story how he knew a guy in high school whose nickname was badge okay like badge yeah and it was because when they were in like freshman or sophomore year he was like I forget what they were doing, but he's like, I wonder if they have vagina in this. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, what do you, what? I he's knew, like, I knew. Vagina. I, like, you could, I could see I, that you called that. I knew that was going to be in reference to vaginas. I just knew it. And they were like, are you trying to say vagina? And he's like, no, vagina. Like this guy thought it was with a B. And so for the rest of his high school career, Aww. they called him badge. And uh, that's what this flex kind of thing reminds me of. Vagina. Yeah, you, you you get a you get a awful nickname early enough in high school, and it that shit follows you, man. Yeah, it does. Badge. Kids are mean. Old vagina. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the vagina monologues. <laughs> right, guys. I'm well read. <laughs> Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Badge. Uh, and the, <laughs> the doobie scene is intercut. Uh, a doobie scene. Yeah. With in, uh, more of Natalie's dad memory in this part is when she grabs the gun to defend her mother. Um, and, you know, because he starts talking about his dad when they're smoking the joint. He's like, you know, he was such a dick. You know, he, he didn't even like me. And and she says after the, the, the flashback still fucks you up when they're gone, you know, even though they were a piece of shit. Right. And so back in 2021, um, Natalie's saying goodbye to Kevin. She does kiss him and she gets back in her car and goes to the hotel room. And there's an extended scene of her just kind of washing up, looking at herself in the mirror. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Shauna and Adam at the bridge. This is apparently what she made the bet for this is what she wanted to do. Go jump off a bridge. And uh, they they strip down and leap. But before that, she sees a vision of Jackie. Somebody's going to get hurt. I don't know why she sounds like Bill Clinton. I didn't mean to do that, but we're just going to move right along and not call attention to it. <laughs> uh, and then they fuck in the car, which is, you know. <laughs> As you do. That's the thing to do. That's a fun thing to do. I thought it was mm -hmm. like, you know, He's kind getting, of a. Adam getting that vagina. Yeah. Kind of a callback to when Shauna and Jeff had sex in the car. Oh, very found. true. Yeah. That's her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she likes to relive the glory days. Well, when you think about it, like she hasn't had sex with another person ever. She's only had sex with Jeff, right? That we know of. That's yeah. very true. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe. I don't know. History repeating itself in this wave, you know. I guess in terms of, you know, she's betraying, she portrayed Jack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every Jackie. time she, she's in a relationship, she's, she's technically not supposed to be in. Yeah. She's fond of infidelity in cars. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Steve, how do you feel about sex and cars? Uh, uncomfortable. Well, this car, he's got like a big <laughs> ass Bronco. Well, yeah. In his situation, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But That's like a big car. in my Toyota Camry. No, mm -hmm. no, no. It's yeah, typically hard to, yeah, finagle. Yeah, seats aren't meant for that. Sometimes it's hard to get to the vagina. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> if only I could flex. <laughs> bear down. You just got to bear down. <laughs> and then all the friends are around the car hooting and hollering, you know. I don't know how you guys do it, but it's weird. Wait, you get an audience? <laughs> it depends. Typically. Like, is that what people do at car shows? My, I have sex like midsummer uh -huh. where, you know, they're all screaming at me. Yeah. And you know, yeah. they're Someone pushing on my pushing on the and stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
That's how I have sex. <laughs> I do it at a red light in a busy intersection. That's why there's people looking. You, you like being timed? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, go. It just turned red. Let's go. That's why I have to bear down. We don't want to be unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> and then back in 1996, Natalie and Travis, uh, they do see a deer. And again, it's intercut with the memory of her father this time all the way to the end. Natalie had tried to pull the trigger like she she clicked it, but the safety was on. So she was going to murder her father. Uh, I just think that's an interesting characterization. Like, it's not like he grabbed a gun from her or something like she tried to pull the trigger, but she didn't know how to use the gun. Uh, he mocks her with how the safety works. And then he walks outside and she screams at him and then he runs back like, what'd you say? And trips and blows his own head off. I'm not a, I'm not a very mean person, right? Correct. Everybody knows this about you. But You're a sweetheart. Her dad's a prick. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. And everything he was saying was so like mean and evil. Like this is an evil person. And so when he tripped and ate his own gun, yeah. he fucking can't walk straight. Mm-hmm. I laughed. <laughs> I got, I got a good giggle. I went <laughs> good. Well, <laughs> you also laughed when Dobby died in Harry Potter. Well, I don't know if Madison knows this, this is about true. You. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. I'll tell you the story after because people have heard this a ton of times on the show. But I, <laughs> I didn't. He's know. on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a whole stabbed. Th- it was yep. a whole thing. <laughs> that was Do- Steve. Dobby is my least favorite character. I hate Dobby, and I. <laughs> wasn't expecting him to die and then he gets stabbed and it's so dramatic that I was cackling like ah, 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 what ah, like part of it was because like a is my least favorite character and b I can't believe they killed him and c it's so dramatic for a dumb little thing in a pillow sack wearing trainers you're making it worse <laughs> I know oh, man. It is, but like years removed like this was back when the movie for I did that in a theater <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't asked to leave. Well, I was. It was in a, an employee screening at the movie theater I oh, managed. Sure. So you, <laughs> you have no a, power here. You get away with but it. But a lot of people saw me differently after that screening. Yeah, I see uh, you differently now. <laughs> but years removed, looking back on it, and we just we just rewatched all the Harry Potter films for the show. Like it's it's like a really it is a really really sad heartbreaking scene. Yeah. It's just kind of funny that at that point in my life, I fucking laughed at it so hard. <laughs> So now it's only Natalie's dad and Dobby whose deaths you've mocked. Uh, but then Natalie, after Matt this is mo- free, <laughs> <laughs> Natalie does shoot the deer. Uh, we cut back to Javi. He is journaling. Hopefully he's going to give that pen back. And Jackie blatantly asks Van if they're even now. And Van like seems to kind of weigh that. Uh, and the coach is impressed. Why would they be even? Well, my thing is like, well, really? she left her to die. Van, and- well, Van never owed her anything. Right. But she's saying like, hey, you're not mad anymore. Like I left you to die, but now I've saved your life. But if she said, hey, you're not mad at me anymore. That's one thing. But hey, we're even right. It's like, well, I felt like it sounds like Jackie's implying like you owe me something. I think she Van may have felt like she owed her a a death defying situation that she wasn't going to help her in. But now Jackie's saying, hey, if I'm ever in a in a a sticky sitch, you're going to help. Right. Like we're even. Mm. Right. That's how I I mean, I just took it as, you know, Jackie left her to die and then she saved her. 
in another instance. So it's like that offsetted the bad first, the first bad thing. Sure. Like I, yeah, I, it's, it's I karmic equilibrium. That. I understand yeah. that. I don't I think don't, you do. I don't like Jackie's attitude about it. Well, I'm also like Jackie, <laughs> you're still fucking hung up on it. Like the drama of that situation when you should be worried about getting food for everybody. Yeah. I think you're a hundred percent supposed to see Jackie as a, an egocentric, selfish person right, in which, this yeah. moment. Right. Which is her character. But it, again, in my brain, I'm just like, you could, there's other things to worry about right now. Mm-hmm. You know what's yeah. a better thing to say to Van? Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> are you all right? Well, even though Jackie, to be fair, had the worst. She almost died. Like the sure. propeller came like nose yeah. to nose. Sure. So yeah. some, someone else could have said, hey, Jackie, are you all right? Sure. Yeah. But, you know. None of them were coping well. No. No. We can see. Except I'm for just, Javi, who's very productively journaling about his feelings. Yeah. Well, Shana, good, good for you. Shauna too. She's journaling about her feelings. She yeah. is. Those two are taking the advice of any qualified therapist. Well, Shauna seems very within herself to say, yeah, I shouldn't be handling a weapon. Yeah. When she was talking to Javi. So I but like, I do right. want to slit a throat. Yeah. I'm just not a shooter of firearms. <laughs> the coach is impressed that they come back with a deer. And then he says, Hey, we got to bleed it, which typically I think you're supposed to hang it upside down or whatever. But that's, I've just seen other movies. I don't actually know. Uh, and he says, who wants to try? And you see Misty immediately raise her hand. So excited. Ooh, ooh, I want to slit its throat. I cut your leg off. Shauna volunteers. Uh, and slice. She does a pretty good job. Why does she become Borat there just for a second? Slice. Slice. That was the noise the, the knife made. My slice. <laughs> My slice. That's what he says when he goes to get a New York slice of pizza. And we smash cut <laughs> to them all eating venison. Uh, and we see, what's his name? Travis, a.k.a. Flex. He gives Javi the ring. And Javi's all happy. And Natalie looks on. I thought it was a great moment. Like, oh, you'd be nice to your brother. It was the plan. And when we dug up the grave and now it's all being carried out. Uh, And then Misty angrily trips the coach. He's he's becoming a little too self-sufficient for her taste. A little too big in his britches. Yeah. (laughs) Remember this? You're going to be missing me when you get a shit. Who's going to sing to you? (laughs) And we cut back to 2021. Shauna goes home. But outside on the porch, she gets a call from Misty and she just stands with the door open, which drove me nuts. Like you're letting all the air out. Jesus Christ. And uh, that's when Misty tells her Travis is dead. But we also find out that, you know, she's never supposed to call Shauna. Shauna has made that an absolute non-starter. You are never to contact me. Um, But anyway, she finds out Travis is dead. She seems very affected by this Uh, and then goes inside and Jeff has a book club. I never worry about you because you would never do anything. Uh, is the vibe, but I think Shauna looks contrite in that moment. Yeah. Did you guys get that vibe? Mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked at how emotional she was learning that Travis had died because so yeah, far in the early, like in the early 1996, so far up to this point, we have not seen the two of them interact hardly at all. No. So, but we can assume, you know, was there four, maybe five survivors I think at this per- point, yes. Yeah, that we know of. And so they're probably all very close by the yeah. end, you know, bonded by the pact to never mm-hmm. tell. By the pact. And that's the end of that episode. Um, let's move on to our top three favorite moments. I guess it's time. I didn't even number mine. I'm, I'm going to panic while you guys are talking. Oh, okay. Steve, what is your number three favorite moment of the episode? Uh, my number three favorite moment is uh, Shauna getting beer. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> Mostly because like I, I, the whole time I was just kind of taking notes. Like I want to do this one time. That sounds like a, a fun little evening going out with someone trying to get some people younger than I am to go in and sneak me beer. It's just such a weird, awkward thing to ask someone to do. And the guy she talks to has the appropriate response. Um, is this a sex thing? Is this a sex thing? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just think that would be kind of a fun little dumb thing. Dumb yeah. way to waste an hour on a on a random night in the week. Yeah. Um, or it could just be some fun, random, dumb thing I tell Madison to do when we get done recording. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you alcohol. I'll be, your, I'll be your plug. Is that, is that what that's called? <laughs> yeah, you gotta be the, the plug. plug. The that's, plug. That's what that's called when you buy someone alcohol? No, a plug is your connect to any kind of illicit uh, substances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have done the drugs. Yeah. You yeah. never had a plug before. No, I no. only in the shower drain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or an outlet. We over that too. Nice. Nice. Madison, what was your number three favorite moment? Um, my number three favorite moment, just because it was I felt like it was a very nice touchy scene, was uh Shauna and Javi at the creek mm. when Shauna gave uh Javi a piece of paper and her only pen to <sighs> kind of write his feelings down. You know, I'm sure she recognizes that he's struggling with his dad and um obviously his brother as well. So I just thought it was a very sweet scene. What if it's one of those pencils where when the lead starts to run out, you can pull it out and push it into the back oh. and another, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Cause it's the nineties. Those were hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or did you guys have the ones where it was a very small, like lead point and you would like stack it on top of each other in the pen? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. 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 It was like a little, like, um, they had like a white base to them. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's the, oh. you, know, you push it through and like another one you, and you do a oh, little stack. I didn't, in I the didn't th- know it was a long one. I thought it was like a little short. There notes. are like little tiny stubs, but there's a giant stack oh. in the pencil. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah. I thought you like were talking about like a mechanical pencil and you take the full lead out and then stick it back. That in. was fun. Or you pretend it was a hypodermic needle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. had one of those in school, you were like so cool. Like I got a big pencil. You guys. And then they used to sell packs of like 40 of them at, you know, the department store or something. And my mom was a teacher. So she would always give me like all the good shit. She was shit. the plug. She was the plug for the beginning of the year. <laughs> off, uh, school supplies. And yeah, I remember being like, oh yeah, you can have one. You can have one too. And then I'd be out myself because I gave away all of them. <laughs> oh, I wish I had known you. I know. I, would, I could have used the plug because yeah. I had number twos. I was poor. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Uh, we didn't no, hang out. Was, I had to go up the old <laughs> crank pencil sharpener. What was the other um, brand of pencil? Not number two, but the... It was the really odd name began with a T mm. and it had like the, the turquoise color, um, metal piece. Oh, I know what you mean. It's like a little purple eraser holder. Is it, was it purple? It was definitely more pink than a number two, but they were, those were the shit pencils. I probably didn't have one then. Eagle? No. Hold on. Tetris. No. Oh, man. Torque. Cause I just, I just Google searched uh, a turquoise pencil brand and Eagle's the one that came up. And I definitely remember these. Toramine. Hold Toramine. on. Hold on. Oh, Ticonderoga. Ticonderoga. Oh, I was right there. <laughs> Ticonderoga? It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. yeah. Ticonderoga. Those were. Yeah. yeah. Those shit. Those were, those were top S tier pencils right mm. there. Ranking anyway, pencils. Anyway. Chris, what was your number? Well, now to the A tier of pencils. I know you're all. (laughs) (laughs) My number three uh, is is Natalie 
in round two of the shooting tournament. Um, I think Steve was talking about it earlier, but there was some, some really interesting camera work there. But just in general, as a character moment, I always like stuff like that. Like it was kind of like a, a mini sports movie for a moment where the underdog wins. Um, but there's also a lot of characterization of who Natalie is as a person. We've already seen older Natalie handling a rifle. Uh, and so it felt like a, a cool tidbit that we were already in the know, like, oh, this is the origin of the rifle holding. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a really cool feeling moment. And then I thought it was really well done. That's my number three. And Steve, that's my number two, buddy. Yes. Yeah. Like for everything you just said, I mean, I love Nat. She's one of my favorites and seeing her just kind of, uh, just own old flex there on the shooting range, Mm -hmm. um, right after he was being such a chauvinistic dickhead. Um, you know, I was, I was on the couch, like rooting, like, yeah, I was like, like, one can, two can, three can, Four. I, I became Dr. Seuss where I was just yeah. naming things and <laughs> counting them, you know? Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that, it's just a fun scene. And, and the camera work with specifically, I talked about it a little bit earlier with, um, with uh, Travis's shot in, in particular was really, really cool. And uh, I really liked it a lot. Madison. Madison. My number two is when uh, Nat and Travis are smoking a doobie in the plane. Mm. And they're having a, a heart to heart about how Put shitty it in the air. Yeah. How shitty their dads are. And um, again, just kind of like, I think I like more of the heart to heart moments. Um, but yeah, that was my number two. My number two um, is the moment between Thaisa and Diane where she mm. tells her off. Um, the again, let me calibrate my voice. Yes. Mm. I, I just, I think it's a really, cause I do think there's a tragic element to Thaisa's character where she does. I, I, I my take is that she does have an earnest desire to raise Sammy well and affect positive change in her community. Um, I don't even know at what level she's running for office, if it's like Senate or like local. I think it I've, is Senate. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she wants to do good things. I, I fully believe that. And she's capable of it, but she's made decisions in her past that like the world won't let her move past. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot that we can all identify with there in some ways. And it's very sad to watch like people just unwilling to let go of the one thing that they know about her that she refuses to talk about. Um, and again, some of it's her fault because she's like doing the most ho- high profile, like r- awful public job that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause even people are nicer to YouTubers than they are politicians, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Which is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I just think that she, the performance was pretty incredible. I love that scene. Steve, what's your favorite moment of the episode? Uh, my favorite mm. moment is it's a little bit of a cheat, but it's two because I think they bleed into one another. And that is the the flashback with young Nat and actually watching how much of a monster her dad is. And then he gets his comeuppance and, you, and um, you know, just that scene is like really intense and scary. And I, I was trying to find the actress's name who played even younger Nat because I thought she was amazing. It's Sophie Thatcher both times. Is it? Is it? Yeah. I, oh, okay. I like the way that they like put the wig on her and everything. I thought it was a completely different person. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, so hell yeah. Uh, but I thought she was like crushing in that. And, um, and then when it bleeds into the, the, the doobie, the doobie scene where the they're, doobage. where they're, where they're having a moment with uh, Travis him, because I think, I think it's Nat who has a line like, um, you know, talking about dads, doesn't matter how shitty it are, how shitty they are still fucks you up when they're gone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a good line. And it's so true because, you know, I don't talk about my own father on the show ever because he's a really awful human being. And even though like I've spent most of my life not having him in my life, it's still something that I don't think it like fucked me up in the way that, 
uh, you know, like these characters are, but it's still something that I always wonder, like, how will I be, you know, a father? How will I, cause I didn't, I grew up not having one essentially mm-hmm. because of what he did. And, you know, that, that line really kind of stuck, stuck out to me. And I, and I, you know, it was good to see a shitty dad get uh, their comeuppance. It was uh, a, a really great line. So that's why it's my number one. Yeah. Madison. Nice. What's your uh, favorite moment? My favorite moment was just the, the funny, uh, I call it the, the Bermuda triangle of spying where, uh, Misty was <laughs> spying on that, but then saw that, uh, the journalist was spying on Nat, so Misty tried to, you know, warn Nat about the spying journalist, but yeah. she's spying. So it was just, I thought it was a funny play on, you know, how to film that scene and how they revealed Misty spying with her patient there was really funny. Um, and then Nat confronting her, like, well, then what the fuck are you doing here? Like, go home. I don't know. It was just, it was a funny scene. I really enjoyed that scene. I did too. That was, uh, it was on my short list and mm-hmm. it's, it's my true favorite. Um, but I ultimately went with what Steve said and I, I kind of cheated in the same way I was going to, cause the, the flashback's very important to why that scene is so impactful. Um, but also, yeah. So I just want to echo what Steve said. I thought that was, again, they're really good at putting these at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. um, and then following it up with a good question asker. Um, but yeah, that's my number one as well. So let's move into our, you know, our nineties Easter eggs, uh, little things that we noticed. We'll, we each rattle one off until we all run out. Steve, you can start us off. Well, we got to start up with, I think, the most obvious one. And I know, Chris, you love this as much as I did. But we got a little uh, Mountain Song by Jane's mm, Addiction right banger. at the top. Such a good song. I've seen them live. Have you really? I, had, I went to Lollapalooza. Oh, fun. Uh, and got to see them and, uh, oh, and Incubus wow. and, and Audio Slave, all kinds of stuff. It was great. Oh, I'm so jealous. Nice. Great show. Nice. Uh, the song that Misty is singing to Coach Coach Scott, Ben? What's yes, Coach okay. Scott. I think is, his first name might be Ben. Is Deep Blue Somethings in, from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Nice. Yeah. Um, Kevin, with a Y, is wearing a Dead Kennedy shirt. Yeah. Oh. In the flashback. Yep. Absolutely. Or Donkey Kong. Depends on how you look at it. Danky King. Candy <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. This is a really very obscure uh, Easter egg. Um, it's not even really a 90s Easter egg, uh, but... When Nat confronts Misty and uh, they're talking about, you know, we, we can be detectives together. Nat says something like, we're not Rizzoli and Isles. Yeah, which that's on is my a, list too. <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty obscure show on TNT yeah. from like 2010. Like it was kind of like a weird, like, why are they referencing <laughs> of yeah. all the shows? It's not like Tango and Cash or something, right? <laughs> but it's not even Turner and Hooch. I don't even think I've seen that show in its entirety, but I know like the concept is these two female detectives, right? Yeah, one's a detective. I think one's a coroner or something. Oh, so, but. Yeah, they're detecting together. Yeah, They're a team. But I thought, I immediately knew what she was talking about. I thought that was funny. You want want me to read you the the synopsis of that show? Sure. (laughs) And where Uh, can you stream it for our listeners? Oh, (laughs) jeez, there you go. Uh, Perhaps their strikingly different personalities make the relationship between Detective Jane Rizzoli and medical examiner Maura Isles so effective. Jane, the only female cop in Boston's homicide division, is tough, relentless, and rarely lets her guard down. While the impeccably dressed Maura displays a sometimes icy temperament, she is, after all, more comfortable among the dead than the living. I'm sold. Is that yeah. bones? Is that just like <laughs> basically an all-female cast bones? <laughs> so better. Um, okay. That was going to be my next one. The, um, 
when Simone and Thaisa, Thaisa are about to leave, she uh, recommends, you know, if, if things run dry, you know, do the Tina Turner bit or something like that. I don't know what reference that is, but she said Tina Turner. And I was like, oh, um, I don't know. Roland. Yeah. Down a river. Yeah. Um, uh, just a lot of Nirvana talk, uh, yeah. obviously, but specifically sub pop was the original label label that they were signed to in Seattle. Uh, and as a, as a huge grunge head myself, I thought that was uh, good times, good memories talking about sub pop. Oh yeah. Yeah. Baby. We have ready to go by Republica. Such a banger. That's such a good that, song. That's the name of the band, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, Republica. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Maybe I'm ready, ready to go, go on the so rooftop. Shout it out. <laughs> if I die, play that at my funeral, somebody. I'll, okay. I'll play it as you're being lowered into the ground. Yeah, because baby, he's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> baby, he's ready to go. Uh, do we talk about Made in China by the Father Figures? That's in there. Nope. No. Uh, Feel the Pain. Dinosaur Jr. Mm. Love that song. It's the third best bop in this episode. Yeah. yeah. When, when, and that's one of those songs where it pops up in anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm bopping. All right. People listen to music. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any other ones? Nope. Uh, I have So Alive by Love and Rockets. Oh, yeah. Nice. Good pull. That was at, that was near the end. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have one. It's not. I'm empty. I'm firing blanks. I did research and it's so confusing me because in the scene where. Uh, we're in Nat's house, young Nat, and she's hanging out with Kevin in her room. She has a poster for a Megan O'Neill behind her. And it looked like something that should be a thing. So I Google search Megan O'Neill. It's not like anybody, really. There's like an ac- a, an actress named Megan O'Neill, but she's like a present day actress. Probably not her. Yeah. Um, I but, thought there was a Blondie somebody, poster. But there I was a Blondie see, poster. Yeah, okay. Blondie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a Blondie poster. Uh, but somebody on Twitter says they think it's an Easter egg referencing the set designer of oh. Yellow Jackets. I Whose name is Megan O'Neill? It's a ah. shameless plug. Yeah. Put my, my stuff in there. <laughs> Did you say set designer? Yeah, I think that's. Oh, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, she just put that up like it's, that's it's cool. me, Amar, I'm Megan O'Neill. It's me, I'm Megan O'Neill. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I'm sorry, location manager. Oh, location manager. Okay, Megan right. J O'Neill. It's gotta be represent. Yeah, you know what? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I respect oh, yeah. that. I put yeah. my name up on on Nat's wall. It's like a bathroom stall. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be your calling card. Like if you're a location manager, you have to make sure that every location has something like your name is in there somewhere. Yeah. Sure. Just for you. Just yeah. for you. It's kinda like if you watch Psych and they put a pineapple in every episode. It's just you need a little something for yourself in yeah. there. Swingers. <laughs> Swingers. <laughs> Swingers. Upside down pineapple. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the last, that's the last one I had. Do you guys have any more? I'm out. That was the last one I had. Uh, Moving on then the final segment of our show. And I regret saying everything I said at the beginning, because I'm pretty sure we all picked the same lady, but uh, our best performance, our favorite performance, Madison, you go first. Oh, put me on the hot seat. seat. Um, Well, I said Juliette Lewis was the best performance. Maybe I was right. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I'm excited. Um, Explain well, yourself. I, I will say, Juliette Lewis, <laughs> also Sophie Thatcher. I felt like the two of them, you know, just Nat's character, characters in general. Um, but I feel like, you know, we really dove into Nat's past. We got to see a lot of trauma with her father. You know, now we're 
you know, we're kind of now visualizing that in adult Nat having that trauma with her dad, also having the trauma with the forest. So I just think, I think what sold it for me was that decompression scene after, um, you know, she kisses Kevin and, you know, she's, she's essentially hustling, hustling him. And I don't know, she's just, she's having to burden a lot. And I felt like it was very visible in that particular scene. And so I was like, yeah, she's, she's really putting in the work to emphasize all of these different, you know, emotions. And so that was kind of why I chose her. Yeah. I mean, you could go three or four ways in, in each episode. Um, yeah. At no fault to anybody. Absolutely. Um, well, now, Steve. shit. Who? What? What else? Who would you pick, Steve? Well, to be perfectly frank, I was torn between giving it to Juliette Lewis or um, uh, Sophie Thatcher because uh, yeah. both Nats are crushing it. Yeah, I feel like it's the most interesting storyline to me, and they're so great. But finding out that even younger version of Nat is also Sophie Thatcher just cinched it for me. Cause like, I didn't even realize that was her. She disappeared into that role completely to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, just that scene is the most intense scene. And then she's her, her work with Travis is like a lot of fun, but when they're in the, the plane smoking the doobie together, like I love just it's, it's a, it's, It's obvious obvious what she's doing, but it's also like a very subtle performance and it's nuance. And I think that's so incredible. And that's why I'm giving it to her. I gave it to Sophie Thatcher as well. Um, I thought somebody was going to pick Tawny Cypress because maybe I should have, because I just really respected her performance in this episode specifically so much because I typically think she's kind of hamstrung by some of the goofier plot lines that they've got so far. Mm -hmm. Um, but also you could have said something about Melanie Lenski again, and I wouldn't have thought it was weird just because she does have that moment where she said about Travis and that weird the kind of um, sadness about, you know, being the one cheating again on Jeff. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of layers to what she's doing there. So, but yes, I agree with you. Um, Juliette Lewis was incredible, but I am giving it to Sophie Thatcher, our favorite part of the book of Boba Fett. And, uh, <laughs> That's all the time we have this time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please write in about your Yellow Jackets questions, comments, and concerns at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you're listening to this. And if you want to hear our coverage of I Love You, Man from 2009, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash streaming things at a variety of tiers with different things you can do, including joining our discord and joining the conversation there, which is popping off. Lots of smart people in there talking about all the different shows that we talk about and more. Yeah, and uh, a brand new thing I'm I'm gonna try to start doing every other Friday on Discord starting March 10th is the uh, bi-weekly, or I'm sorry, bi-monthly, bi-monthly <laughs> Steve's fireside chats. So oh, fun! Join the Discord. It's basically just hanging out with me on Discord. Yeah, so. I'll be on there. Ooh, there Ma- you go. Madison's gonna hop on the Discord and hang yes. out with us. <laughs> What's your screen name gonna be? Flex. <laughs> Something. Something like that. Badge. <laughs> Badge. Badge flex. Badge flex. That'll be my name. Ooh, that's just, there we go. It's just a kegel. Um, <laughs> but that's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Bear down. It's the end of the episode in the month of February, the month of love. So it's time to show some love to our brand new patrons this month. 
Uh, in our Try Before You Deny section, we welcome David Malfara, the Marty B VIP producers. We welcome Tan May Jane, Garrett Pratt, Michael Brook, Professor Beth RN, Veronica, Ode Bianchers, Ibsliz, Droog, Samwell T, Drew Watkins, Brett Logue, Joseph Bowen, Kaylee Sampson, Nick, and Stephanie Bennett. Uh, in the Chocolate Pudding Producers section, we welcome none other than Renzo20, Claudia Garver, Kristen Glenn, Amanda Brown, John Cavett, Bruce Cullum, Maria Rojas, Candace Hensley, Logan Loftus, Hannah W., Kenneth Singletary, Matthew Unden, Carol Ann Quinn, Dan Wells, Max Grabinski, Kelly Nealon, Hannah T.S., Aurelio Reyes, Valerie Frazier, and Andrew Edelman. And finally, in the Friends Don't Lie producers tier, we welcome Baby Bella Twinkie Butt of Spotty Bottom. Maybe the greatest patron name in the history of patron names. And that has been our brand new patrons that we want to show our love to. Thank you.